Vomiting Rainbows, episode 31. It's a happy one. Oh, yeah. Really happy. <laughs> uh, I think Mike's a little... I usually try and stun Mike, but I think this time it was pretty pretty stunning. Yeah, and usually you know, usually you'll go for like, you know, one or two heavies and then kind of end on a light note. Right. Uh, not, not this episode. No. no. This episode goes from downer to downer to downer. Yes. It's, it's like you're you're walking down flights of emotional stairs. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I have to keep it all dark. Most yeah. of the time, you know. But anyway, listen and enjoy. So uh, I don't want to spoil it. So we're going to talk about The Walking Dead next week. I don't mind the spoiler. I this is the thing. What is it? Is it is it the fifty seventh season of The Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of get what's going to happen. There's, right. You know, Negan is going to most likely get killed or tortured, or you think he's going to, and then all of a sudden, his bat has super spiritual powers that <laughs> it starts swinging by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it, I, I think at this point, it's okay to talk about the finale of The Walking Dead, even though I haven't seen it because I'll watch it anyway. You know, but but I'm I, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to ruin it for you. Really? Is it I, that good? Is there that big of a twist? Uh, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was it was one where I was watching it with a friend who didn't see it. Yeah. Or doesn't watch The Walking Dead, and they were like, "I I don't get what's going on," and I'm like, "This is fucking crazy." Mm. Okay. So, I think I I think you should close your ears. La 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 la. la. Okay. Yeah, but there's got to be a gigantic melee in it. Like it's got to be like I'm not gonna say. Okay, all right. I I mean it is The Walking Dead, and they tend to kill a lot of things. Yeah, all the time. Yes. So anyway, this is episode 31 of Vomiting Rainbows, mm-hmm. a darker news podcast, and sometimes we talk about things that Mike hasn't watched. Yes, um, exactly. It's fascinating. I, I Everyone talk- loves to listen to a guy not knowing what's going on. Like, right. yeah, I haven't watched that. Uh, uh, I, I actually did that for a living. I, I would sit there on a radio show for many, many years, and people would talk about TV shows that I never watched. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, never, never, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You, like, read a summary online beforehand? Well, this no, I did. That's exactly what I did. Um, but there's a good reason why I don't, I don't watch a ton of TV. I might, you know, two, three, four shows maybe. I, I like movies. Um, but uh, I, I did a lot of volunteering with the elderly when I was younger. Right. And whether you realize it or not, probably by the time if you if you're lucky enough to live to like 75, 80, chances are you're gonna sit on your ass on a couch watching TV. So I like I've never seen Friends. Oh wow. I've never se- seen Seinfeld. What? Um, I, I, I've never watched a full episode of either of those. Wow. Um, and. Uh, I just figured, and everyone's like, oh, they're so great. I can't believe it. And you know what? I, I watch them when I get old, and I can't yeah. do anything else. Yeah, you, you probably have like three years of sitting and watching because yeah. there's a lot of episodes yeah. of both of those. Yeah, and they say they're they're both really funny shows, so yeah. that's something to look forward to. Yeah, but by then you'll just like, there'll be like hologram television totally. and shit like that. You'll be like, why would I watch this? This is stupid. Totally. Well, what's always so funny is- It'll be like, the color- remember when they took black and white and colorified them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be like that. You'll it'll be like a really bad hologram. I do know Seinfeld has to have been <coughs> a genius show because anytime like I, like if I'm in a group of like five people and something really funny happened to me and I'll start telling a story about it, they'll be like, "Oh, it's like that episode of Seinfeld." Right. And I'm like, "I don't I don't know. No, this is actually like an episode of my life." Right. But apparently, you know, they used a lot of real life situations in the show. Yeah. That created quite the laughter. So yeah. Uh, so anyway. Enough about me not watching TV. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's all. At least the, have a reason. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the whole premise of, like, all these shows. Like, most of the shows out there, they're just, like, kind of, that's what people can relate to. The kind of that boring, like, day-to-day stuff. But when it gets, like, crazy weird. Yeah. And that's um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, that kind of 
Yeah. It gets, it's like this podcast. It gets crazy weird it get, quickly. It, it does get uh, crazy weird. Um, speaking of that crazy weird, you know nothing about the stories that I'm going to tell you about. That's mm-hmm. kind of the premise of our podcast. Uh, and then you kind of then it's just like what you're talking about. You just don't know what's going on. And <laughs> you just you just kind of fall into it. What a great premise for a show. Oh, we dude. talk to a guy that has no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's perfect. It's yeah. just like real life. Yes, exactly. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is Texas because, uh, oh, no, sorry. We're going to talk about uh, Argentina. Argentina? Yeah. Right on. Uh, there was uh, Paula Romano, 34, uh, was playing an S&M game with her boyfriend, Julio. Mm. Um, he's 62 uh, in July of 20, uh, 2014. So she's 32, he's 64. Right. And they're playing an S&M game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tying, he was tied up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a rope around his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he was unable to move, she decided to stab him 24 times. Mm. Not good. That's not part of the game, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> if, it was, if it was a game, he lost. Yeah. Um, and he was found uh, dead by his son, um, and he was horrified because it was in his own house. Ugh. Um. So, you gotta uh, be careful with that stuff, man. I remember, I remember, you know, handcuffs and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of fun, but it's like at the same time, there's there's a lot, there's a, a another level of trust that goes into that type of uh, play, if you will. Right. I can totally like. Uh, did you have an experience where you were? <laughs> I was never stabbed. No, but it was, right. I'm just saying, like with handcuffs and stuff like that. Like you know, you, it, there is definitely something that's that makes you a little nervous, a little vulnerable. Yeah, a little vul- a little more vulnerable, right. if you will. Right. Um. But yeah, man, that's you know, it's uh, that sucks. What, mm-hmm. a, what a way to go out. Yeah, not good. And yeah. with somebody that you think loves you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the couple had started their relationship around 2003. So this is like a long, pretty long relationship. Mm. Um, she was a waitress at uh, his bar. Um, he, um, she told the court that uh, she denied taking part in any of the sex at all or the sex games that were going on, but she was in the house. So maybe she's saying that he had more than one girlfriend and... Or he just liked to tie himself up and, yeah. you know, I mean, most most of the S&M stuff, I mean, I've seen those knots. Uh-huh. Those are hard to tie by. They, they'd be you very know, difficult to tie by yourself. Yeah. And then if there was somebody else in the house, how come she doesn't know who that person was? Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, maybe the relationship was like, you know, like he's 64, she's young. He, he's just like, hey, you know, like I, I want to do what I want to do. Maybe they had like an open relationship. Right. So. Nope. It could have been an open relationship, but she would still probably know who the person was, especially if she's in the house. Yeah, and all that tying and, and stuff like that takes up a lot of time. You need supplies. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that, like that's not just, uh, like, hey, come in through the back door, and you'll be done in, you know, right. three or four minutes, and then go about your day. That 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 That's like, you're going to tie me up, you're going to spank me, you're going to tickle me with a tickle feather. Like, that that takes equipment. That takes planning. You know what I mean? You got to have a place to store that stuff in your closet. You know? Right. It's, it's, it's like a... It's a lot of, a lot of accessories. She told the court that she loved Julio and just doesn't understand what happened at all. Mm. You know. But there I mean this seems like it'd be a pretty simple case to uh to solve if she's guilty, right? I mean there's there knife wounds, there's got to be a weapon, you know. Um I'm sure they can do all kinds. Of, I've seen CSI like a half an episode mm-hmm. enough to know that they can figure this kind of stuff out. Puncture wounds and stuff. I saw Dexter. 
the the really weird thing is that she fled to Buenos Aires immediately after the attack and deposited $20,000 in her account. Well, this is the thing. That is uh, suspect behavior. But at the same time, you know, I've never come across a dead body. And maybe she's like, people are going to think this is me. I need to get out of here. I'm going to take this cash and make a run for it. You know, I mean, it makes you look guilty. But, you know, it's possible that people freak out. They panic. They do stupid things. Right. Um, You know, it's definitely a little suspicious. Yeah. Well, and $20,000 was missing from his house. Mm. So... Yeah, she took there, the money and freaked out. I yeah, mean, so there is the possibility that she freaked out and took the money, but this more, is the thing, though. I, more I, likely is that she wanted the money and fucking killed him. For $20,000? I mean, that's kind of that's kind of short-sighted, right? I mean, it's, it is 2017. I don't, I don't know the economics of Argentina, but is that enough money to, like, be set for life in Argentina? I mean, it might be. No, I don't know. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, so, I mean, like, my point is, like, it seems Actually, like a little... Actually, it was 20000 ARS, which is um, about... $2,000. So if this guy has a bar, it's yeah. 2000 bucks. Yeah, it's not This guy's a bar, employs her as a waitress. It seems like the long-term goal for security would be to keep this guy around. So, you, number one, you have a job. And number two, you're not facing a, a murder rap. But clearly, you know, when people commit crimes like this, they're not thinking, they're not thinking logically like we are. Well, let's go to the doctors. Because yeah. what the doctors said is um, that uh, she was addicted to sex and had been diagnosed with sex-related behavior disorder. Mm. Um, her doctors also said that um, she experienced uh, extreme rage attacks and had the uncontrollable impulse to be unfaithful and sometimes experienced disgust and rejection when having sex. How do people, uh, people that are addicted to sex like that, how do they get treatment for that? Like, like they just wean off sex or like what... Do you have any idea? Are you, are you, no, I have no I mean, idea. That, that's that's pretty intense, right? You go yeah. to a doctor for that, like you're a sex addict. You're like you're basically you're a sex crazed maniac woman, right? You know, and then that's it. They just tell her that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like what they like make her wear a chastity belt. Like no, how, how do they? Sure there's like psychological things, drugs. Yeah, I'm sure it's just like a drug addiction. Yeah. So it's it's beyond enjoying sex. It's like compulsive, compulsive, like yeah. any type of sex. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think that's, uh, I think for most dudes anyway, they're like, that's that's like the perfect woman, right? Right. This guy was probably stoked. Right. You Except know? for the rage uh, and disgust and rejection after having sex. Yeah. I mean, guys will deal with a lot of stuff, though. You know right. what I mean? Like, 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 if you hang around enough dudes and they're ladies, like, guys will put up with a lot. Like, I, I should just say guys, but, you know, and women will put up with a lot. Yeah. To be in a relationship, you know, and, and a lot of times, like, I've been with people where, like, you know, you're looking at the girl going, like, why are you with this dude? Right. Or, or vice versa, where you'll be looking at the guy and going, is it really worth it? Like, this, right. this you know, you know what I'm talking It goes both ways. Yeah, there. But my point is, people put up with a lot. Right. Crazy town happens. Yeah. And you just got to, you got to, sometimes people are willing to kind of glance over that. But then, yeah, I mean, if, it, if a chick messes with your car, it's over, right? Is that still, like, a, a guy rule that people abide by? Yeah. You know, like, I want that or cut up your clothes and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Boil your bunny, you yeah. know, things like that. Your, yeah. It's just leading to getting stabbed, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be a good scenario. Yeah. Who, who do you think? I, I know this is a tough question to answer, but do you think there are crazier girls or crazier dudes? I would say in general, crazier dudes. But when you find a crazy chick, it's almost, they might be crazier than the craziest dude. But there's more crazy dudes. I, I feel like they're more crazy dudes. But yeah. the 
a, a crazy dude tends to be violent and a crazy chick seems to not usually use violence as much. Yeah, it's weird because when I think about the crazy dude in a relationship or the crazy chick in a relationship, I'd much rather like face off in a toe-to-toe fight with the crazy dude. Like the crazy chick, like, you know, like you just never know where they're going to come from. You know what right. I mean? Like, like you just don't know where they're going to, it's like, are they going to attack you psychologically? Are they going to attack, like, you know what I mean? A dude's probably just going to run at you with a weapon or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, but girls are, girls are way smarter and way more calculating and way more just intuitive, I think. You know what I right. mean? So if they want to mess with you, like, they're, they're just, uh, they're going to come at you in, like, multiple angles. Well, remember the, uh, we did a story on a, a woman who broke up with this guy and um, she found out that her uh, former boyfriend uh, was now seeing another girl who was pregnant. Yeah. And she posted on Craigslist that that girl um, uh, was waiting at her house and wanted a rape fantasy. So just come on in. or Yeah, break yeah, yeah. That was crazy. It yeah. was like. That's like next level, right? Yeah, there's a lot of thought put into that. There's a lot of thought and a lot of demented thought. Yeah, like she men. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like she wanted her dead. She wanted her, like, humiliated. Yeah, crazy. It's not good. So, so what's so what's the bottom line on the story, Doug? Uh, so the end of the story is the 34 year old uh, got sentenced to life in prison and oh, so uh, she's guilty. This isn't even quite oh, okay. no, she's guilty. I was, I was trying to give her like the benefit yeah. of the doubt. No, they uh, they basically said that um, no matter uh, after a 15 month investigation, uh, which largely had to do with social media, it pointed directly at her. Yeah. Here's a tip. If you're going to commit crimes at any point in your life, don't be on social media. Yeah. Don't even have an email address, really. No. Your digital footprint will do you in. Yeah. And and remember our our uh, previous story with the two girls who were caught with cocaine and basically went to every drug country and posted selfies there? Yeah. That not a not a good idea. Not a it's good like idea. It's like leaving breadcrumbs for the cops. Exactly. You don't want to do that, especially with $20 million of cocaine in your yes. luggage. Not a good idea. Um, so the next story, which I had confused earlier, was the Texas story. Yes. Um, and this Texas, is baby. Texas. Have you gone to Texas? I spent a lot of time in Texas. I yeah. was going to say. Yeah. I like Texas. Did you go? Have you gone to South by? No, I've never been to Austin. It's the only, I, I've what? been to, uh, let's see. I've been to Houston. I've been to, uh, Amarillo. <laughs> I've been to San Antonio. I've been to Corpus Christi. I've been to Dallas. Did you did you see the Alamo? I did see the Alamo. It was awesome. Have yeah. you ever been there? No. It's awesome. Yeah, if you ever go to San Antonio, definitely go see the Alamo. They have a thing there called the River Walk, uh-huh. which is super cool. I wish the Raiders would have moved to San Antonio, to be honest right. with you. Um, but, yeah, it's it's cool, man. And, and then, the, like, down at Corpus Christi is kind of a, it's a weird little place, like abandoned Right. Like an abandoned coastal city. Like, really? Yeah. It's bizarre. like there's nothing open there. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the, the water got poisoned or just like the oil industry there like dried up. But, you know, it's like kind of like this like beach community with all these like killer houses right on the Gulf. And it's like there's no, like you go downtown, there's like one store open and a bar, like one bar. Whoa. All the restaurants are closed. It's like, it's just weird. It's just, it's a, it's a very odd, pl- I don't, and it's funny because I ask all these people, and I'm like, what happened to Corpus Christi? And no one has an answer. It's it's like a city that's just kind of collapsed. Was it 
uh, is this something really recent or like is it probably did it have something to do with that the oil spill maybe or? the hurricane or the oil spill yeah. i don't i may perhaps i mean i swam in the gulf this is probably about two three years ago you twitch a little but it's not fine. really no i mean it was it was I, th- I thought it was cool but it's just it's always interesting when you travel the united states and you and you go into these different cities and towns and all the infrastructures there but there's just no population it's yeah. like it's like they're a ghost town and and you, living in the bay area you're always like wow like if this was, you know, a half hour from San Francisco, yeah. it would be so jumping. But it's just, for whatever reason, you know, it's, it's not. Have you? Uh, kind of like ever... Vallejo. If you ever been downtown Vallejo, like it's like, why? Where is everybody? Well, have you ever been to the Salton Sea? No. Yeah, that's another place. It was a huge resort town during the 1950s, like the Vegas of of um, California, and um, they, I guess, they caused this natural disaster with uh, fresh water. Huh. And then it, like, all the fish just started. Is it? Yeah, they just started dying on the shores. It smelled like dead fish everywhere. There were flies everywhere, and everything shut down. Yeah. So it's just, like, all these huge hotels. It's like what happened to San Francisco, like, when, when the this dot-com bust. Like, remember when the 90s one kind of <laughs> right. busted, and all of a sudden the city was empty, and, like, yeah. people weren't moving here anymore? And right. For about two or three years, it was like, oh, we got the city back. Awesome. There was, like, 18 acres of, like, of office space available. Yeah, it seriously. was crazy. It, it was. Yeah. So it got, it all goes in cycles. So anyway, uh, in Texas, uh, this is McKinney, Texas, uh, which is outside of Dallas. Um, this doctor, um, Doctor Ozuma, is a sport. He's a sports doctor. Um, he was treating a woman who needed a shot in her hip for a physical disability. Mm-hmm. So they're not sure what the disability. Didn't say. Doesn't say the woman's name. Um, to, to get this with her husband in the room, um, he decided, uh, he shot her in, in the hip and then apparently her pants were down just a bit and he stuck his fingers in her vagina with the husband in the room with the husband in the room. Was there a medical reason to do that? I mean, is that so, um, he said he was doing that to move the fluid around from the shot. The shot's in her hip. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. That sounds that sounds skeptical. I mean, if, yeah. if, if I was in a room and a dude did that, uh, that would be. I mean, her, I don't know. her husband. Crazy. Her husband didn't see this going on. He was behind her, um, and uh, he asked the the doctor. Uh, then, after giving her the injection, injection and assaulting her, then told her to download an app uh, on her phone so he could check her progress with her. Um, injection to make yeah. sure everything was going okay. Um, then Are you he, sure this was a real doctor? I mean, you hear the stories yeah, of like creepy he's, people. He's actually, a board certified doctor. Like, yeah, real, real, legit. But you know what I mean? Like, you hear people like kind of like faking like they're in the medical community so yeah, they can yeah, do yeah. things like this. But this no. guy's wow, a real doctor. Okay, real doctor, real practice, and actually could perform surgery at the local hospital. So huh. he was like a surgeon. Um, so. Um, he told her, uh, he started texting her about what her favorite part of the visit was. Oh my God. What a creep, dude. Yeah. So creepy. Very creepy. Um, she said, uh, uh, that, um, this is the thing I understand is, is so he does this to this woman. How does, how does this guy even get out of the room with the husband? Doesn't she like, like, dude, stop grabbing my junk. And like, you know, doesn't, and then the husband goes, what? And like. 
you know. I'm sure she was just shocked. Yeah, yeah. That, I guess that would be that would be an explanation. But I mean, if someone does that to you, I mean, don't you say something like, "Dude, what are you doing? Why are you doing that?" Like, you know, and and I, you know, maybe he's a gynecologist. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe he could explain like, right. oh, "I need to whatever." But obviously, if he's following up with dirty texts. Yeah. I mean, you know, this guy's crossed all professional and uh, yeah. human decency lines right here. Well, the other thing is, she responded with uh, when she he asked about her favorite part of the. The, the visit, she said, not receiving a script, like a prescription. Yeah. That sounded weird. Huh. That's a weird response to that to me. Uh, it sounded a little junky. Yeah. But anyway, regardless of that. Um, well, maybe they didn't have, like, being assaulted by the doctor right. as an option. Like, you know, you know what right. I mean? Right, on the pull down? Yeah. On the, yeah. Uh, she deleted her app, um, and he apparently continued to text her because they saw those accruing, the police did. Um, and telling her to book a return visit. Um, after seeing uh, uh, Azuma, she got a second opinion from another doctor, and the doctor said, under no circumstance should anyone be required to do anything other than the shot location, um, and absolutely never to pre- uh, penetrate the vagina. Yeah, uh, that's, and that's, that's according to the police. Well, and, and, and think about you know, think about how many times this doctor's done that to people, right? Oh, exactly. Creepy. So uh, she, of course, filed charges. Um, uh, another woman uh, heard about her filing charges and immediately came forward. You know, there could be women listening to this right now going, what the? F- yeah. Wait a second. Like, that happened to me, too. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to do that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, file charges. Yeah. Creeps. And, well, this other woman said um, that she was getting an, a shot from Dr. Creepo. Um, and uh, she said her first two meetings, she found him extremely rude. He was just apparently terrible uh she almost didn't go for her third appointment but on her third appointment he apparently was very uh very charming hmm. so you know what this means bow, bow, yeah bow. i mean usually if someone's like a like a like a dick twice like you, you really give them that third chance i mean no. this is this is the thing it's okay if if you're a doctor and you're a jerk to people okay but you also right. have, as a patient if you go in and hang out with a doctor and they're a jerk to you, like, there's other doctors. Like, you have a choice in your health care. Like, you don't need yeah. to sit there. Like, if, if, if you're a normal doctor you don't like or you don't feel comfortable with, go find another doctor. Yeah. There's doctors all over the place, especially if the doctor's assaulting you. Right. And report the guy and get another doctor. Absolutely. Um, you know when you're given that little gown, the, the little gown that you're supposed to wear? So she was given that gown. Does it open in the front or back, Doug? Uh, these were little, little, uh, little, like, Paper shorts, she said, and a paper gown. Hmm. Probably in the back. Okay. Um, so um, he apparently rubbed her legs while she was uh, getting undressed. Told her to get undressed and was, like, rubbing her legs. Yeah. He left the room. Um, but before leaving the room, she felt something poking her in the genitals and said it was him. She initially thought it was a sonogram machine, but it was him. Yeah. That's creepy. That, yeah, this is all creepy. At, at that point... Um, so she went back to this doctor? No. Oh, this is another woman, sorry. That is another woman. Okay. Um, so then uh, the police said he left the room, and when he returned, she he was she asked her to roll on her side and lift her leg. Lift her leg, And when he when she did that, he started rubbing her groin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at that point, she got very uncomfortable, sat up. He left the room, at which point she dressed... The nurse tried to stop her um, for another appointment, and she said no, and she fled. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. So, and so what's up with this doctor? What's uh, he's uh, they're still looking into it. Yeah. Uh, it's under investigation. So this was uh, Doctor Gropy, man. Yeah, Doctor. Cool. Yeah, Doctor Gropy, creepy. Yeah, like it. It's very like. Where's this? This this is in Texas. Yeah. Huh. So, don't go to a doctor in Texas and get a shot. I'm sure this. there's good doctors in Texas, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. def- definitely go. Don't go to Azumba. Dr. Zumba. Crazy. Yeah, that that guy's not good. Uh, or McKinney, Texas. Wherever that facility is that let this guy go on with it, it was called the Orthopedic Sports Medicine um, Group in McKinney. Hmm. I've, been to, I've been to, like, orthopedic, uh, you know, like, I've had, like, pain in my hip, and they give yeah. you a shot, but they never, yeah, no they diddling. Didn't, didn't grow no you? No diddling. No. No diddling. No, it should never happen. Just shouldn't happen. Um, and then um, the next story that we're going to talk about is, you know, neighbors and kind of like local ordinance and things of that nature. Sure. Um, have you ever had like a uh, like a dispute with your neighbor? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, not as far as like a homeowners association goes or anything. I, I remember I had a old 65 L Camino and one, one of my neighbors kept calling the, uh, the tow people to, to report it. They kept reporting it as in an abandoned vehicle <laughs> and it kept like, you know, if this doesn't get moved, you know, it's going to get towed in 72 hours. Well, the problem was that it's San Francisco parking, right? Right. So I'd always park in the same place, but like I would have the car out all day, right. Park it in the same place. So it like to the cop, it probably looked like it hadn't moved. Right. You know, so uh, well, don't they truck your tires so that they know if it moved or not? I don't. They just put a big red sticker on it. Oh, you know? oh. and and so I'd leave a note like, dude, this is not an abandoned car. You know, uh, you know. Uh-huh. But then you know, three weeks would go by, and then another red sticker would be on it. You know, and I think I think I just um, I think one day I think I just screamed out like for maybe like twenty minutes, like who put you know. Get out here. You know, like, let's talk about this. Right. Don't be a, you know, you know what I mean? And right. no one came out of their houses. They were probably petrified of me. Yeah. But all I want to do is, like, dude, like, what, you know, stop doing this. Right. This is an abandoned car. You know? And did it stop after that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whoever was home heard me and was like, Jesus. Yeah. I better not. Yeah. That guy's that, crazy. If, if this happens again, bad things might happen. Yeah. Yeah. But not, I mean, nothing like, um, nothing like with like an ordinance or like, you know, I put like an American flag up, and someone's like, "You can't put that flag." Nothing like right. that, you know. That that's probably that's probably the biggest dispute I've ever gotten with a neighbor that I can recall or legally want to talk about. Legally want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There may have been a few others. I like, I like that one. Yeah, uh, your back porch, the back I'm, porch issue. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's this guy um, in Salem, New Hampshire. He built his house in the the early 1950s. Um, his name was Charles Hill. And he had a wife, Alice. Um, the uh, police came over to his house because his neighbors said that um, they were having a dispute with him over stacking of wood on their property line. Mm. Not, not a big deal. Um, the fire, de- the police went to go knock on his door, um, but the fire department was called because they said they smelled a strong odor of gas, mm. um, and so they didn't want to go into the house they also noticed a person inside that was downstairs leaning against the wall who was unresponsive um so they called the fire department uh by the time the fire department got there um and eight houses were evacuated 
the roof of the house blew off, blowing the entire house of the roof like side goggle. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, massive explosion. Yeah. Um, it broke several windows in neighboring houses. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, the neighbors reported shots. So the SWAT team moved in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I this mean, guy blew up. He had a dispute, and so he blew up his own house? Um, so what what happened was um, the uh, they they feel like the explosion was intentional, and the reason they think that is because when they went through the yard, they found booby traps everywhere. Mm. They also found um, uh, like bombs through the yard, boards, like landmines and stuff, boards with nails in them. Yeah. Uh, the house was also booby-trapped, so they couldn't go in to see who the person was on yeah. the ground. Um, Charles was kind of described by his neighbors as super friendly, nice and quiet. Um, you know, Just out. like to booby-trap his house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are they saying he did this all because of the dispute about the logs on the fence line? No. So uh, this was the article that I read from the Daily Mail. Uh, I went to the local paper. And found out that just uh, a couple of hours ago, like two hours ago, um, they did another report. And it turns out at, uh, right before um, the dispute with the logs um, and the police were coming over, um, they had the city had just called him and told him that they were seizing his house because of uh, tax evasion. Uh, okay. So this was. A so it was kind of those things where he's like, you know what? I'm caught. I'm done. I'm just gonna blow up the house. You're not gonna take my property from me. That kind of this, this, this is like uh, his last stand. This yeah, is like him, this was know, his. Yeah. Al- this was his Alamo. Yeah, he's like, that's it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah, um, he uh, his house had been condemned uh, by the state um, in July of 2015 mm-hmm. um, because it was considered uh, a health hazard. Um, when the city came in to check, do a wellness check on him. Uh, How old was this dude? He was, like, in his late 70s. Hmm. Um, when they did a, a wellness check on him, they said uh, there were multiple instances of raw sewage around the house. Yeah. Well, and feces. you know, you get old and, and maybe, you know, you don't have an income and your plumbing breaks, you can't fix it. Right. You know, it's, it, you know, that's, it's not, that's not un- uncommon for people to have a lot of house issues that they can't afford to fix. Yeah, uh, it sounded a little weirder than that. They yeah. also said that he... The neighbors had reported him walking around his property with guns. Yeah. That's, uh, they said it was a little distressing. Uh, but they said um, that all of this had kind of precipitated when his wife passed away. Mm. So. Um, There's no happy ending to the story, is there, Doug? No. It even gets, <laughs> um, so um, after, um, after they were able to clear the house, um, they were able to find the body. The body had a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. And they think that he had set some sort of timer, hoping that the cops, like, instigated this kind of action yeah. and threatened the neighbor yeah. so that the police would come and that they would be blown, blown up. up by the house. Wow. Man. After he killed himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty nutty, man. That's definitely nutty. Uh 
you know, I guess that's one thing to do when you're retired, but I, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad story, man. I it's, mean, yeah, it's, it really, I, I think the thing that was really heartbreaking about the whole thing, I think, I think it's sad because I, I can relate to it. Like, I'm like, I got guns. I could see myself trying to take a stand against the man one final time when I'm old and feeble and weak. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, I, I you know, it seems like it takes a lot of effort and it's kind of pointless to blow up your own house, but yeah. The, know, the one thing that, that they did say is that uh, no shots were were fired. The shots that they heard were bullets being burned up in the fire. Yeah. Um, but just imagine that you're a responder to this house. Yeah. No, you just like burn like to the ground. Yeah. The forget that, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You, you just, don't want to be in that. Yeah. You clear the area. <laughs> you let it burn out. Yeah. They said know. it. They just let it burn to the ground. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. That's our our <sighs> podcast for the night. Man. Super super happy. Good super stories. Happy, super all, cheery. All rainbows all around. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, um, good stuff. Uh, should contact us if you want to uh, suggest stories or talk to us about ideas or even comment on some of our stories. Um, contact us at vomiting, contact at vomitingrainbows.com. Um, we welcome any ideas. Um, also find us on uh, We Vomit Rainbows. We Vomit Rainbows on all social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. And then you can also uh, find us on iTunes and please rate, rate us.